bringing hope to many around the globe, transforming lives into legacies. Living Word with Pastor Mensah Otobu. And now, today's word. Well, today, as you know, uh, is Valentine's Day. And uh, it's a day set aside for the celebration of love. And uh, uh, people uh, do all kinds of stuff uh, on days like this. Uh, uh, I, I was checking my Christian calendar and I realized that the, in the Eastern Orthodox or the Greek Orthodox Church, uh, today is also Zacchaeus Sunday. So uh, you can either make it Valentine or Zacchaeus Sunday, depending on how you look at it. But I'm going to focus uh, on the Valentine aspect of it. And so I will, I have titled my message for today, A New Kind of Love. A New Kind of Love. Love is one of those words that is used very, very frequently, but also... Uh, misunderstood and many times misapplied. Uh, The Christian faith is based on love uh, from its beginning to the end. And much of our lives, we all aspire to love people or to have people to love us. Um, But in the process of living this love, uh, many times uh, we get disappointed, we get hurt, And something that is supposed to make us better uh, ends up sometimes making our lives worse. So, a new kind of love uh, is what we are talking about. So, let's start with a question that was asked Jesus. In Matthew chapter 22, verses 34 uh, to verse 40. And I will read Matthew 22 from 34 to 40. Let's hear the reading of God's word. But when the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together. Then one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question, testing him and saying, Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, With all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. So, before we go into the text to work on the text, let's define love. And uh, I will define love very simply, very, very simply as intense affection and loyalty. Intense affection and loyalty. Um, You may have different definitions for it. I tried looking up so many definitions and it was very difficult to settle on one. So uh, this, I thought, captures the idea quite well. So when we say we love somebody or we love something, uh, it means that we have an intense affection or a deep affection for it. We care for it. And we are committed to it. And uh, this is how I would define love uh, in my message today. So, 
Now let's look at the text. It starts with verse 34. It says, when the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together. And one of them, a lawyer, asked Jesus a question. Uh, So this is a question coming from a lawyer. It's it's quite a serious question. It's not a simple question. And and the Bible says, uh, the passage says that the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees. So if you read uh, before the text, uh, the Sadducees came to Jesus asking him a question relating to resurrection. And they asked about a woman uh, who ended up marrying seven brothers. And they asked, well, in the resurrection, uh, who would be the husband? And Jesus answered that question. By the way, the Sadducees didn't believe in the resurrection. So this was a test question. So when they finished uh, and and Jesus had disposed of them, uh, then the Pharisees also came and and they elected a lawyer among them to ask Jesus a very uh, tough question. So they asked uh, Jesus, uh, there's a teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? Now, I want you to understand the question, the great commandment in the law. And the law there is the law of Moses. So Jesus answers the question and uh, he talked about the law and the prophets in verse 40. And uh, he said that uh, this is the basis of the answer. And he, he spoke about two things. Love the Lord. Love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. Note how uh, we are to love the Lord with all, not part, all, all of our heart, soul, and mind, totally and completely. And this love is absolute. It's love that doesn't hold back. And so Jesus says, if you want to know the great commandment of the law, you shall love the Lord your God with everything you have in your heart, in your mind, in your soul. And Jesus calls it the first and great commandment. In other words, this is the big one. If you really want to love, this is the big one. You love the Lord your God with everything you have. Everything you've got. Then he mentions a second one. Love your neighbor. And he qualifies, love your neighbor as yourself. So this love... Is relative. The first one, love the Lord your God with everything you have. And the second one, love your neighbor relative to the way you love yourself. That implies that the first step is you love God, you love yourself, and you love your neighbor as yourself. Basically, that is the uh, progression. So this is what the question was. Teacher, what is the greatest Law in all the commandment. Or what is the greatest commandment? You love the Lord your God with everything you have. You love your neighbor as yourself. Remember Jesus is answering a particular question. The greatest in the law. Not in the world. Not everywhere. But in the law. So he's answering according to the question. The question then uh, that we would ask is what if a person doesn't love themselves because if I'm supposed to love people as myself 
and I hate myself, it means I'm going to hate people. If I destroy myself, I'm going to destroy people. So, but Jesus says, this is what the law says. You love the Lord your God and you love your neighbor as yourself. Now, Jesus didn't make up these rules. Because the answer he gave is found in the law. Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 4 and 5. Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 4 and 5. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. This is what Jesus was quoting. He didn't make it up. He was quoting the law. Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one. You shall love the law, the Lord your God with everything you have. This is the foundation of the law. And then in Leviticus chapter 19, verse 17 and 18, you shall not hate your brother in your heart. You shall surely rebuke your neighbor and not bear sin because of him. You shall not take vengeance nor bear any grudge against the children of your people. But you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. So this is the law. In the law, God says, you love the Lord your God, and you love your neighbor as yourself. And that is how Jesus answered the question. Now it's important that we try then to understand love. There are different kinds of love. And I will, I will talk about three different kinds. The first kind of love is the love that seeks to fulfill its own need. Or what you will call self-love. Love for yourself. It is a love that seeks to be happy. For itself. It is the kind of love you have when you eat your favorite meal. And you say, oh, I love this meal. Now, you, you are not showing love to the meal because you are eating it. But when you say, I love this meal. You're just saying, I love myself. Because I'm the one enjoying this meal. Or you listen to a music, a piece of music. And you say, oh, I love this music. You are not showing love to the music. You are showing love to yourself. You are just saying this music satisfies me so I love it. When, uh, when we express this kind of love, it is the benefit we get from the thing that makes us love it. So in reality, it is self-love. Sometimes people are... Express that even in worship. They say, oh, I love God. And the reason why they love God is because this God is too good. Oh. So what if he's no good? Are you going to love him? So we, we love God because he does good stuff for us. That is the first kind of love. It is not towards somebody else. It is towards you. So uh, when you show that to God. You are not loving him with all your heart, with all your might, with everything in you. You are loving him because he makes you feel good. Alright? That's the first kind. Second kind of love. It's love that fulfills each other's need. 
It involves obligation. It requires that you reciprocate in an act of love. In the first kind of love, if you love your food, your food doesn't love you back. If you love the music, it doesn't love you back. But in this kind of love, it is love that you give and you get love back. It fulfills each other's need. It's a kind of love you will call, scratch my back, I scratch your back. Hang go, hang come. Quid pro quo. And most human relationships are based on this love. You do me, I do you. You do me, I do you. So, uh, it is love that says, if you want me to be nice to you, be nice to me. If you want me to treat you well, treat me well. Um, in most human organizations, even amongst a band of thieves, there is that kind of love. If you study the mafia, it is, it is there. If you study every society, it is there. You do me, I do you. You treat me well, I treat you well. You are faithful to me, I'm faithful to you. You are loyal to me, I'm loyal to you. This is the kind of love that is based on reciprocity. So the first one, you are getting the benefit. You don't really care about the other person. Second one, you're getting the benefit and you give the benefit to somebody else. Then there's a third kind of love. It's a love that seeks to fulfill the need of others. It seeks to fulfill the need of others. It does not love because it wants a reward. It is love that reaches out to other people. It's love that goes beyond itself. It is beyond the instinct of self-preservation. So when we read, for example, in John 3, 16, where it says, For God so loved the world that he gave, it is referring to this kind of love. Whilst we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. It is responding to this, it is referring to this kind of love. The great love with which God loved us. So, three kinds. The first one, you love it because it makes you feel good. Second kind, you love it because it loves you back. Third, you love it because you want to love it. And it's not coming to you, it is going out of you. It is love that goes out of you to something and there's no guarantee that you'll get it back. So we have to really figure out which kind of love we are operating in. Is it the first one where we are satisfied? Or the second one where we make somebody happy, he makes us happy? Or the third one where we are only focused on making the other person happy? And what does God, which one of these three is God's love? Is it the first, the second, or the third? I suggest to you is the third, but I, I'm going to go through the scripture to um, look at it. So, remember when Jesus answered the question of the Pharisees, he said, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. How many of you really believe uh, that you love your neighbor as yourself? Don't lift up your hand, don't lift up your hand. Because I don't want anybody to lie. Otherwise then, we, we have to add 
uh, a, a new message on lies this morning, which, which is not my intention. But how many of you really think that loving your neighbor as yourself is the highest kind of love? Many people would say, well, that is the highest kind of love. Okay. Remember, I asked the question, what if you hate yourself? If you're supposed to love your neighbor as yourself, what if you hate yourself? Then you hate everybody because you love your neighbor as yourself. Is there any love higher than loving your neighbor as yourself? So let's listen to Jesus again. Jesus gave what he called a new commandment. A new commandment. The first answer he gave to the Pharisees was related to the law. But then he gave a new commandment. And this new commandment is in John's gospel chapter 13. Verse 34 and 35. John's gospel 13, 34 and 35. Listen to Jesus. A new commandment I give to you. Now if he's given a new one, it means there is an old commandment. The old commandment, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. New commandment, he's about to define the new commandment. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you. That you also love one another by this all will know that you are my disciples if you have loved one for another. What is the difference between the new commandment and the old commandment? The old commandment says you love your neighbor as yourself. The new commandment is you love one another as I have loved you. Not as yourself. The old commandment says you love your neighbor as yourself. So if you hate yourself, you're going to throw hatred to the world. The new commandment says your love is not even dependent on you. You are not the example of your love. You are not the standard of love. Jesus is the standard of our love. Christ is the measure of our love. You love as I have loved you. That's a big one. So, if you think love your neighbor as yourself is the highest, Jesus says this is the new one. You don't love your neighbor as yourself because I don't trust you. If you hate yourself, you're going to spread hatred. If you're insecure, you spread insecurity. If you are mistreated, you mistreat people. If you love your neighbor as yourself, then if your neighbor slaps you, you slap him back. Just equal love. Love your neighbor as yourself. Slap me, slap me back. Do me, I do you. Hit me, I hit you. Love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus says, you don't love your neighbor as yourself. You love your neighbor as I have loved you. So he's the measure of our love. And he's the model of our love. He's the example. You love as I have loved you. So those who do not love themselves have no excuse here. You cannot say, well, nobody showed me love, so I don't show any love. Jesus didn't say, you love your neighbor as yourself. That's the law. But the new commandment says, you love your neighbor as I have loved you. 
So even if you don't have the capacity for love, your standard has been set and Christ is a standard. So, how do we love as Christ loved? Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1 and 2. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1 and 2. Therefore, therefore, be imitators of God as dear children. And walk in love. As Christ also has loved us and given himself for us. An offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling aroma. So how did Christ love us? Well, according to this passage, as Christ also loved us and given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. So the love of Christ is in two ways. First is surrender. Christ gave himself for us. When Christ prayed to the Father, not my will but yours be done, he was surrendering his life. You are surrendering himself. So when he says, you love as I love, then it means that our love must be a love of surrender. Not our will. Not my will. Not what I want. It's not self-preservation. Jesus actually surrendered for people who would later spit on him, mock him, reject him, Brutally whip him, crucify him. That's his love. Did they respond kindly? No. What did they do? They insulted him. And they nailed him. And as they were nailing him, he demonstrated that love. By saying, Father forgive them, for they don't know what they do. This is not love your neighbor as yourself. If it's love your neighbor as yourself, Jesus would have said, Father, remember them and crucify them too. As they have done to me, so must it be done to them. But the new law is higher than the old one that says love your neighbor as yourself. The new law says you love as Christ has loved you. That means that you're going to love people who are spitting on you. I know we all want to say, hey, I'm not a doormat, oh. I'm not a doormat, oh. You can't treat me like that, oh. If you face me, I face you, oh. That's the old law. But the new law, you love as I loved you. You think it's easy for me to preach this? Do you think my natural feeling is to preach such a message? No. That's not my natural. My natural feeling is you do me, I double do you. <laughs> if you slap me, why? You get double slap. But when we become Christians, we don't live for ourselves any longer. We live for the one who died for us. And he says, you love as I have loved you. So it means that you're going to love people who are crucifying you. Do I like that? I don't like it. Do I wish God would change his mind? I wish so. Will he? No. I have no option but to ask for his help and for his grace to help me to love as Christ has loved. 
It's a love that surrenders. But not, not only that, it's a love that is sacrificial. By offering himself as a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling aroma. Christ made himself a sacrifice to God. He bore the punishment for a sin he did not commit. He died a death he didn't deserve. So that the just demands of our redemption will be met. He made himself a sacrifice. Wow. You know, this Christianity is not easy. It's not just going shouting, I'm born again, I'm born again, and singing and dancing. (laughs) You know, so that's not what Christianity is all about. This is it. This is it. Jesus said, by this, they would know you are my disciples. And I'm just preaching the Bible. If I wrote the Bible, I will not put this in. Guaranteed, it will not appear. I would say the world is a dark place. People are bad. And when they bad, you bad them. (laughs) But I didn't write it. This is God saying, this is the standard. So, be imitators of God. You love as Christ loved. How? Surrender and sacrifice. This is Ephesians chapter 5. Now, with that in mind in Ephesians chapter 5, then you can understand the whole of Ephesians chapter 5. Because when you go down in Ephesians chapter 5, you would read words like, Husbands, love your wives as... Christ loved, not as your father loved, not as your friend loves, as Christ loved the church, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word. So by the time men are insisting on, my wife must submit, my wife must submit, in Ephesians chapter 5, read verse 1 and 2. <laughs> It is surrender and sacrifice before submission. By the time a man is saying, my wife must submit to me. He should have learned to love as Christ loved the church. How? By surrender and sacrifice. And let me guarantee you this. If you surrender and sacrifice, submission will be a natural consequence. The Bible never told men to demand that their wives submit to them. The the Bible told men to love their wives as Christ loved and gave himself. I don't see your face properly, but I'm looking at your faces. (laughs) I can't tell whether you are angry with me or smiling, so I'm trying to go beyond the mask. It's a new kind of love. And if we really ask God for help and the grace to love as Christ wants us to, I believe that every Christian marriage will succeed. And every Christian relationship would work. The reason why it's not working is because we are doing the law. Love me, I love you. Don't love me, I don't love you. Hit me, I hit you. Do me, I do you. 
But that's the law. Jesus says, a new commandment I give to you. You shall love as I loved. And you shall love your neighbors as I have loved you. Somebody had the audacity to ask Jesus, who then is my neighbor? And the way Jesus answers question, then he started with a long story. A man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho. And as he was going, he was beaten by thieves. And when he was lying down, a priest came by and passed him by. And a Levite came by and passed him by. And a Samaritan came and took care of him. Then he asked, who is the neighbor? Now, when you, when you hear that, it may not sound much to you. But you see, in the Jewish world, your neighbor is your tribesman. Your neighbor is a Jew. Nobody else outside of your community could be your neighbor. Your neighbor is somebody who is in your group. And Jesus in the Good Samaritan showed your neighbor can be outside of your group. In other words, in Christianity, we don't love people because we belong to the same group with them. We, be, we love people, even those who are outside our group. And when we love them, we love them as Christ has loved us. How did he do it? He surrendered and he sacrificed. Now, I know that this Valentine's Day, there will be all kinds of things about marriage and love and sex and all of that and how to buy chocolates for your wife and how to buy flowers and how to dress nicely and make each other happy decorations they are not dealing with the reality this is all movie decorations hollywood and nollywood and kumawood Decorations. The real love that sustains everything from marriage to every relationship is this one. The new commandment that you shall love as I have loved you. Is that easy? No. Is it possible? Yes. How is it possible? Only through dependence on the Holy Spirit. Constant dependence on the Holy Spirit. Trusting God. Asking God for grace. When you are faced with people you rather knock than love. You say, Lord, I will tell you my feelings. I think he deserves a double slap. And I'm about to give him a slap, but you said I shouldn't. I didn't say it. You said it, so Lord, help me. Because if you leave me alone, this guy will suffer. That is what it means to surrender. Not my will, but your will be done. When nothing in us wants to love. But because the master says it, we surrender. And we ask for his help. And we ask for his grace. And the Holy Spirit comes and floods our hearts. And lifts us up. And gives us the capacity to do something that is beyond us naturally. Because this kind of love is not human. It is divine. And it's only possible through the 
power of the Holy Spirit. So why don't we talk to the Lord and ask him to help us to love as he loved. Just pray for a moment. Talk to the Lord in prayer. In your marriage. In your relationships. Wherever you are. That we will love as Christ has loved us. Heavenly Father, we come to you today knowing that in our own self, we don't have what it takes. We don't have the strength. We don't have the ability. We don't even have the capacity. We don't have the example. We don't have the temperament. We don't have anything in us that will make us love as you want us to. So we surrender to you, Lord, this morning. That you help us by your Holy Spirit. Pour grace into our hearts. Pour your love into us. And give us the capacity and the ability to love as Christ has loved us. In all our relationships, let Christ be glorified. Let him be honored. Let him be magnified, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. And amen. Thank you for listening to Living Word. To interact with Pastor Mensah Otebill, like his page on Facebook. Follow him on Twitter at Mensah Otebill. Email otebill at centralgospel.com or call plus 233-302-688-000.